Yeah, hello boys, and welcome to another episode of Greta Garsman. Today, we's gonna be talking all about squigs. <laughs> now they seem proper useful. Can't wait to get some more squigs out. Now, look in here. We's gonna have lots of new squigs in the new range, and they're all up to lots of different stuff. Keep an eye and ear out, because we's gonna need as many as we can get. So, today, as I said, we're looking all at squigs, and although they are the focus, this is really a bit of an excuse for GW to just show off some more rules, give us some more information, and talk about what's going to be in the new Orc Codex, build up some more hype, which, as you know, I'm always well into, and we love to see this. So, the very first thing that we see is the bomb squig, and we are shown what the rules of bomb squigs are going to be, and not only are we shown these rules, but it actually confirms what the the small model that we saw is because it confirms that it actually is a bomb squig that we're looking at um so we're obviously talking about the grot with the nine inch nail <laughs> who's going riding along on the one wheeled bomb squig uh it's a fantastic model i'd love to see it absolutely amazing stuff going on there now actually looking at the rule itself the, the rule is, once per turn, when a unit with the bomb squig is selected to shoot or fire overwatch, if it has any bomb squigs remaining, the unit can release one. If it does so, you can select one enemy unit, excluding aircraft, that was in 12 inches of the unit with a bomb squig. When firing overwatch, this must be the charging unit. Roll 1d6, adding one to the result of the enemy unit as a vehicle. And on a 3+, the enemy unit suffers d3 mortal wounds. The number of bomb squigs the unit is equipped with is then reduced by 1. So, to summarise all that rubbish, um, you basically, when shooting with your unit, you pick an enemy unit within 12, and one of your bomb squigs will run away and blow up, dealing some mortal wounds on it. So the, the roll is often going to be a 3-up, and you get an extra one on that if it's a vehicle for a 2-up. Now, that's reliable. 3-up is pretty good in the first place, and then against vehicle 2-up, you can, you can rely on that happening most of the time. That'll be absolutely fine. You've always got the command re-roll if you really need it. Um, and dealing D3 mortal wounds is quite good. That's that's good to see. Now, mortal wound output is something that orcs aren't actually that bad at. Orcs can be fairly good, especially if you go down certain routes at dealing mortal wounds. And it's very useful, at least currently, for dealing with those hard to wound armies like space marines and custodies and vehicular armies and other stuff like that. Because orcs, other stuff, isn't always very good at that. Now, obviously, we're going to get AP minus one to our choppers, that'll make a huge difference and start taking out some stuff. But um, keeping up mortal wound output can be a very quick way to wipe strong units off the board and deal damage to units that you otherwise would kind of really struggle to get through. Now, we can do it on Overwatch, but probably not going to be the case with the Beast Snagger Orcs, as it doesn't look like they're really wrecking any firepower. So you'd be spending the Overwatch strat just to do the bomb squeak, really. But shooting, on the other hand, obviously you'll just release a load of bomb squeaks to do mortal wounds. Absolutely amazing stuff. And it's worth talking about what units have these bomb squeaks. As we can see, there's this new one on the unit of beast snaggers. So they are basically going to have the ability to throw D3 mortal wounds at something at some point in the game. I doubt they'll be able to take more than one because only one comes with the kit. So they'll have the option of taking a bomb squeak, basically. I think that's how it's going to work. And then the other unit that we know with bomb squeaks is our tank busters. And when we look at our tank busters kit, it's the old resin kit that comes with two tank busters. Um, bomb squig models. This is so. This is kind of more of a big deal for tank busters. You're more likely to be firing Overwatch with them because you've got all those rockets. Still not necessarily a good call, but maybe. Um, 
and you know you're obviously going after vehicles with your tank busters because you get your bonuses with them there. So this I think is is quite a good way to have a bomb squeaks. It's really going to make a difference pretty much every single game. And where before you might be thinking, do I really want a bomb squeak? Now it's just extra mortal wound output, which is really strong, especially against the big targets that you'll be throwing this stuff at. And where it's vehicles, you know, again the beast snags we know are going to be trying to kill vehicles. We've got those rules, so you're already going after vehicles with them, and this stacks with that. So, really good stuff. Really useful. Bomb squeak is going to be potentially really good all the way forwards. Even at 10 points each or something, I'm going to be adding on as many of these as I can fit in my list. Now, moving on to the next element of this article. We have that squigs are useful for Edbutton things. And we're talking about, of course, the Smasher squig, which the is the the character coming in the new big box the the knob riding the smash squig and i was wondering about this guy because i was i was expecting something very much like this when you've got a unit that's charging an enemy unit and it's going to deal some mortal wounds on impact we've got a lot of stuff in the game that's like that um, and i thought it would be more like the squig ability so roll one dice if it succeeds you do some mortal wounds that's what we've got right now for instance on the megatrack scrapjet that's roll on a four up do some mortal wounds now it's useful i really like that but the trouble is it's on a four up and it's half chance of going off you never know if it's actually going to work and if you're spending cps to make it happen you know you obviously don't want to be spending cps a lot now the difference here is in this case um you you know you pick the enemy unit charging into and you roll five d6s for each four up you deal a mortal wound now i think this is significantly better and now immediately this is a lot better because you can rely that you're going to get at least one four up on those five dice. You'll normally be doing two or three mortal wounds. Now that, that is so much better than half of the time doing D3. D3, remember, on average is only going to be two. So half the time does two. two. That really means that on average you're doing one mortal wound to the enemy you, you charge with it. Now that's not that great an ability at the end of the day. You get unreliable and on average it's only doing a one wound so while i love the mega trap scrap jet it's great and i often stack it with a stratagem for ramming and dealing extra stuff um this is going to be you know more reliable and just do more damage this is you know going to do two and a half on average every time you can rely on at least a little bit good stuff going off here basically and the full wording for that is each time this model finishes a charge move or heroic intervention move so that it's one enemy model blah, 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 blah. so it includes heroic interventions which is potentially quite a big deal uh not a lot of the time are there going to be opponents trying to charge you <laughs> as orcs but obviously um it does happen and you will occasionally be looking to make these heroic intervention moves and slamming some people with your squig now, again, this is, I think this is, I'm talking about a lot about mortal wounds, but it's something that you really want to be maximizing to an extent with an orc army. Right now, while I'm using my orcs, there are sometimes really big, tough things, like if I'm playing Custodians or if you're playing Death Guard's Terminator units, they're really strong and you just really struggle getting through them. But as soon as you put some mortal wounds on them, with things like your burner bomb, with your vehicles, with your ramming, um, wherever you can find those mortal wounds, they'll just go straight through the enemy saves and units and things. Like they, they get very little protection most of the time. Most armies, even if they can bring that protection, people don't want to spend extra points to take protection against mortal wounds. Amazing stuff. Now, the rest of the stuff we've got is a bit different. So the next use for squigs is apparently seeing better. Or seeing better. <laughs> um, and what we've got here is an image of a squig. 
obviously, but a targeting squig. Currently, uh, the, the rule for this is, or there is a rule on the flash gits or something that's at least similar, called a git finder squig. Now, it's, it looks very similar. It's, it's a small squig with a target and reticle in the place of a or on a giant eyeball on its head. Um, now, the difference for this, uh, I will say, is it looks like this squig is possibly actually firing the shooter, or possibly big shooter, probably just the regular one, that it's actually like got strapped to it. And on the flash gits, it's more like the, the targeting squig is probably assisting the user. Now, to start with, the the, the git finder squig, its rule on the flash gits at the moment is just plus one to hit. And flash gits hit on fours anyway, so it actually means you hit on threes with that specific flash git, uh, which is really strong, really good, right? You're as accurate as Space Marines with that particular guy. And maybe that would be the same rule we get here. Um, so, and I, I would assume, however, that this war boss just hits on fives, and that would mean with his squig, he hits on fours. Now that's good. Um, it's lovely to have leaders that can actually do something with their shitty weapons. And I know some people take rockets and things on their war bosses, but hitting on fives, I really don't think it's worth those points a lot of the time. Uh, it's unreliable and a single rocket isn't going to do anything. So making them a little bit more accurate, maybe it's worth now starting to try and take some bigger guns or other options, maybe. or Whatever can be taken <laughs> on the war boss. Now, why I'm kind of hesitant there is I think that this is the big beast snagger boss that we haven't seen the full model of yet. We've seen artwork of him on the original cave art trailer that I keep referencing to because it's where we've got a lot of our original artwork and original ideas from. And he's huge. I don't think he had other guns and things on him. He's just got this, this squig on his shoulder and this huge chopper on his hands and he looks great. It looks amazing. He'd be really cool. Great model. Um, but it might just be that, you know, with a squig on this big shooter or shooter, he hits on fours. So great. That's kind of what I'd expect. Maybe it'll be something else. Maybe it can assist in other ways or do something else, but that's what I'd expect. Um, and this boss, I've really been looking forward to seeing bits of because he looks so good in that art. It's, it's really quite exciting to have something as good as this as, as a war boss to come in. Also, there's the, the war boss in Mega Armor, which is phenomenal. Also amazing. So we're kind of getting two of those bosses, like two new bosses. Awesome stuff. Really exciting. Now, if we keep on going, the next use for squigs is holding stuff. And in this case, it's holding bile and whatever is inside the, the squig on the back of the pain boss. This is what they're really doing here. They're showing us a new image of the pain boss. And mostly it's the same as the other pain boss because it's the same kit, obviously. But there is a head swap and I believe even arm on this guy as well. It's it's looking really quite good, if you ask me. The other head was good. It was kind of like a welding mask or visor. Um, and this one is a snarling, menacing, orky normal head with with some sort of laser eye. Maybe it's an eye of Mork, like on the Whirlboy. That would be nice, seeing as this guy doesn't look like he has any shooting weapons. So pretty cool, pretty handy. And his other arm, now there's a uh, meaty melee weapon. It looks like it's got a power claw um sort of inbuilt and also a buzzsaw inbuilt so it could be you know <laughs> almost whatever you want there and the dirty syringes sort of built into the, the tip of it and it almost looks like it's made out of a giant skull so altogether really cool arm i love the look of it he looks amazing and you know that uh that melee weapon is kind of a big deal to me because i i know that if i'm running a pain boy he will get stuck in he, obviously his function is to to keep things alive and heal, 
But at the end of the day, like you will be running him straight towards the enemy, and he will want to kill things in close combat. So that that power saw, uh, power claw, sorry, or the kill saw, or whatever it is, <laughs> maybe it's going to be a new weapon. We'll see. And it does look pretty fantastic. And again, there's a reminder he has a little grob buddy who's amazing. We love him. Can't wait to see him. Now, our final function of squeaks that we're given is for pulling things. And that's, that's kind of all it says. It doesn't really give us loads of information. This is more alluding to what we're going to be told next time. And yeah, so we're, we're, it's just reminding us that squeaks are used as beasts of burden, particularly squeaks and the larger breeds of squeak. Now, I'm currently actually painting a squeaks from the of range. And it's an amazing kit. They're really cool. I'm sure everyone here loves the squeaks. And getting a plastic squeaks or giant squeak pulling the transport that we're looking forward to should be a cool model to paint. It doesn't give any hint of what those rules might be or how it would work, but I'm sure it'd be really interesting, really cool. Like I said, yeah, it's just really just talking about what's coming soon. And sort of on that subject, we are gonna have uh, our next big reveal on Saturday. So just a few days time, this Saturday coming. So there's, there's going to be a lot of orc kits revealed or hinted or shown. Um, I'm expecting the big boss, that, we've, that I spoke about there with the, the with the Git Finder Squig, and definitely this transport. They also alluded to that in the previous article about the Word Boy. So there's at least those two units. Now I'd expect another one, a third that they haven't really said anything about yet as well. Um, there's still a few things left on the checklist, so to speak. I don't think it would just be those two kits, um, but there will be funky New York things to talk about, as well as the first pre-orders being announced. And we know there's going to be something available this month to buy out this month, or at least your own pre-order, it says. Um, it's still quite early this month. I'm recording this on just the 8th. It's not going to be too long. Now, we're going to get the Beast Snaggers army box, that big box, including all the boys, the named Runt Herd, the Snagger Riders, the, the Basher Squig with a knob, uh, and the, the Codex. So quite important, just because getting the Codex out, you know, the Codex will give us all the information we need and everything else. So, really big, and you can get your hands on these things and finally start painting some of them. That being announced for pre-order means that maybe weekend after, it will actually go up for pre-order. Um, and then the week after that, maybe we'll get our hands on them or something. So, or two weeks after that, we'll see. You know, but it's going to be it's going to be soon. So that's the kind of timescale that I think we're looking at. And, but that's that, that's not all. It's in the Octaria sector reveal or <laughs> stream, I should say, that they're putting out. Um, there's also been possible hints at Tyranid things. Now, Tyranids haven't seen a release since I think it was 2014 uh, or maybe 2015, which is a long time ago. That's, that's around eight years at this point. R ridiculous amount of time for an army not to have any models released for it. Obviously, this Gene Steeler cult, but I'm not counting that. If I was a Tyranid player, I wouldn't really, you know, I wouldn't count them as my army. So, um, that's interesting. And we actually have, on some of the images, there are Krieg Garsmen, the Death Corps of Krieg, uh, in the background of some of the promotional images for this stream. So, we're also probably looking at some Krieg models, possibly a Krieg range, coming out as well, or being announced on the Octaria sector stream this Saturday. So, not just for orcs, because orcs, you know, it's really exciting. But also, we haven't seen any Tyranids in so long. That if there was anything Tyranid announced, phenomenal. And Krieg, everyone loves our Krie Kriegsmen. You know, our favourite suicidal shovel monkeys. It's They're always such a fun army to play. If it's from GW, most likely in plastic now. That's quite a big 
incredibly thing to talk about, a talking point almost. Um, and not just Cadians, you know, bringing other guard regiments out more. I mean, sure, the Krieg had a range, but this is still a big deal for guardsmen. Um, possibly even from a price standpoint, you know, if you wanted to play a lot of Krieg guardsmen before, it's a lot of a lot of money per infantry squad and for the army and as bits of that range are being removed and sort of dying um it's lovely to see that they're not just being a big deal but coming straight out with possible new models um i might be wrong but with that guardsman uh in the background imagery it's quite likely to be the case um at this point i'd say even more likely than tyranids um even though the <laughs> octarius sector conflict is about orc versus tyranids for the most part so loads of interesting stuff, loads to talk about. Um, let me know what you'd like to see. I'm going to do, once we have our hands on the New York Codex, a full line of videos talking about the new Codex, how I will review the units and go through them, talk about what's changed, how you use things in a different way, go through all the new relics, stratagems, custom jobs, all the rest of it. Talk about how we're going to use this Codex and talk about all the changes that Orcs have, se Orcs have seen. Um, could be quite significant because some of these changes will mean that we'll run things in different styles and in different ways. So, you know, let me know what you'd like to see alongside that or with that and in all the different ways. As always, there's there's lots of ways you can keep in touch with that with us for that. Check out our Discord. We might be doing different painting things. And this this weekend with the stream, we're going to be watching there in live. You can you can join us. And there's always things on there. You can talk to us in the comments here and we'll respond to you there. Loads of stuff going on, basically. So stay in touch. Let us know what you think. And I will speak to you soon on the next episode of Grub and Garsman. Goodbye for now.